Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, formerly of Cultivating the Lovely. And on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. I feature both a fun mix of guests who I've invited, as well as some hopefully helpful and humorous solo shows centered on things I've learned in my own life. And today, I've got on my good friend, Katie Duckett. She is back, you guys. And we are talking all about our words for 2021. Now, this is kind of a supercharged conversation, I feel like. I don't necessarily love my word for this year, but I know it'll be really good for me if I follow through with it and kind of let this be the theme of my year. So I can't wait to be sharing it with all of you, and I would love to hear your words too. So be sure to head over to Instagram or our Facebook group or join us in Patreon to have an even bigger, broader discussion. I would love if you reached out and let me know what is your word for this year. Why did you pick it? How is it going to impact your life? So without further ado, here are Katie and I talking about our words for 2021. Okay, Katie, we are back in the studio for our very first show of 2021. Ah, welcome 2021 and goodbye 2020. We did it. We got here. And this show, this episode is going to be all about our words of the year, which if you guys aren't patrons, then we will tell you that we actually talked about our words of the year over there. But it was kind of fun because we hadn't told each other our words yet. So we did it live in two mini podcasts that we did one for my word, one for Katie's word. And we just really like went there and did all the shock and awe. Yeah, that was honest, honest surprise. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so it was really kind of just like the backstory on which we'll give a little bit here, you know, the backstory on why we picked those words and, you know, all of that. But then this episode is really going to be that deeper dive into what we're going to do with them and where, yeah. what kind of our plans are for them and how we're moving forward with that. Yep. Okay. So do you think, I mean, should we just like rip the bandaid off and sure. talk about what our words are? Okay. You go first this time. Cause my okay. went first in Patreon and it was a, it was a doozy. Okay. Um, okay. You go ahead. Okay. My word for the year for 2021 is passion. It's a, it's a, it's loaded it's loaded right and I have been nothing but like excited about this word until until so what what I yeah has this changed since we talked last yes it's yes oh my gosh because it's heavy so what I usually do is go through the series like in November and December of kind of like God sort of revealing the word it confirms it in different ways. And then I'm like, okay, this is my word. Mm-hmm. Then once I feel pretty confident about it, I start doing like, I dig a little bit. Like first I look it up like in a dictionary and I look at, I like to know, is it a noun? Is it a verb? How can, can it be used in different um, grammatical ways? Like, I just think that's kind of interesting. So I mm-hmm. sort of pull my word apart and then I look up biblical references, all of them. I write them all down. And then I write the verses out in whatever um, version. So I kind of get like, I do a little research. I do a little mm-hmm. behind the scenes, but I don't do that until my word's confirmed. Cause I feel like that could change yeah. your yeah. acceptance level of the word. <laughs> so when we did the mini, I was just all in excited. Yeah. about it. But then when I started doing a little more digging, I thought, oh boy. So let me just tell you what I found in the dictionary. Okay. Passion is a noun. The first, there's two definitions. The first is strong and barely controllable emotion. And the second 
is the suffering and death of Jesus. Oh. Yeah, it's a little heavy. You're yeah. Like, whoa, I I know that. I've heard the passion of Christ. Yeah. I've heard, you know, but I didn't apply this word with that kind of weight last month. Yeah. <laughs> but well, now, even oh. like for me, it's like note to self, never choose passion because never. even the first part of that definition yeah. is horrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Uncontrollable emotion. Um, no, thank you. No, no, no. Barely controllable. Barely. No. <laughs> There's still <Whatever>. some control. <laughs> Not enough. I want that emotion tamped way down. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be dealing with any. Nope. I need to be right. It's a little scary. Oh, I was not prepared for that. But I've done a lot of like quiet, reflective, like, oh, what, what does this mean? What does this mean? Yeah. And for the for the first definition, the strong and barely controllable emotion, that one, it's a triggering kind of thing because Mm -hmm. for a long time now, I. I, I'm emotive. I have a lot of feelings. Yeah. I, that's just like who I am. I'm a hugger. I'm a crier. I feel deeply like this is just how God made me. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of my life, I have felt a little bit of shame about the strength of my emotions and that they're not always understandable. They can turn people off. My dad, for instance, is not someone who understands <laughs> all of those feels. Yeah. <laughs> so if I want to talk to my dad, I have to like keep it together de-emotion yeah you know that's the way I feel with my parents too yeah yeah so there's been a little bit of putting a a cork in all of my feelings for a lot of my life even up up until like the last couple of years I can think of examples where I just felt like do not lead with your emotions your emotions lie to you your feelings are and that's there's truth to this yeah to to being driven by your feelings is not healthy but so what is this word supposed to mean suddenly strong and barely controllable emotion to me it starts to feel like it's licensed to feel to allow myself to feel to allow myself to kind of crawl out of sort of a a man-made constructed box and -hmm. just be more authentically myself and have less fear about Mm -hmm. coming across as somebody who feels too deeply or um cries too easily or hugs too much or like I think I think it's it's not licensed to take my feelings and run with them because they are they are deceivers and I don't want to be ruled by that or deceived by that but I think I need more balance in letting them be more a part of me authentically Mm -hmm. and not putting them in the corner and feeling kind of some shame about um all of those feels. So I just, I thought that was so interesting. Once I read the definitions and the second one, I can't, I can't touch that. I don't know. I don't know what that's going to mean about my 2021. And I know, but we'll see. I mean, I'm going to maybe my first thought was I need to explore this more deeply. Like the suffering and death of Jesus needs to be something that I maybe from here to Easter, like this is something mm-hmm. that I really yeah. study and I really, um, you just allow myself to really go there and understand yeah. more the depth of his love for me and what that sacrifice cost. Maybe those are healthy places to, 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 to learn more about and think more about. So I, to be honest, I, that just, it kind of wrecked the really fun, um, exciting sort of happy dance I felt about passion I feel like yeah oh, okay this is a little bit deeper and it's more interesting than I think it was at first at first I just thought like I'm gonna live into my passions I'm gonna well yeah I think I do with passion I think I thought of it more as like passionate like yeah. that that you get to be passionate about all of these things that you're excited about and you get to go after them with fervor. And yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. Like you're becoming a baker and you get to be passionate about it. But if you just boil it down to the noun, not the verb, then it is a different thing. Right. And that, that's going to take some um, explorative, reflective work and I just, I didn't really see that coming, but I do yeah. think I'll still use it as um, an adjective. You know, I think I'll still find different places to have passionate patience and passionate mm-hmm. um, 
you know, effort, like just, I'm going to be applying it in all different ways. It's going to, it's going to be that plumb line that I kind of come back to throughout this year. So I'm intrigued and I'm a little nervous. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to that train. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I didn't see it coming. I just, yeah. it kind of gripped me differently after I started doing it. And then I looked up Bible verses that have passionate, of course, it's rich because obviously in the biblical terminology, it can be applied to the suffering and death of Jesus, which, you know, yeah. is rife throughout the Bible. So I just jotted down 30, just, just oh thir- the first 30 verses that came up and almost all New Testament, of course, because mm-hmm. of this application, but some of them were like, okay, like, like for instance, first Corinthians 10 31, whether you eat or drink, live your life in a way that glorifies and honors God. And I'm going to camp out there for a while and think, think about that and how, um, how that applies to passion, how that applies to how I then live, um, taking, you know, delight in the world that God created. And there's just, that's a, there's a lot there. So I was grateful that that verse was one of the first that popped up. Um, cause I'll spend some time with it. So, but then I've got, you know, no shortage yeah. to go through. And really look at. Wow. I know what journey is this going to be? I know. <laughs> and you were supposed to have the fun word. I know. I well, hopefully it will be fun. I just yes. think it's going to be deeper than I mm-hmm. expected and more mm-hmm. personal in a lot mm-hmm. of ways than I really saw it becoming but um well well I mean we'll see we'll see wow yeah wow well I (laughs) I yeah I love that I think it's going to be really good I just I mean I was excited about it the first time that you told me Mm -hmm. but it's even more interesting now I know (laughs) and it'll be just interesting because I really thought about I mean there were just there are so many areas that it can really apply to it can apply to relationships it can apply to you know like you can put it on anything I mean that's kind of like I was telling somebody the other day one of the gals that I'm coaching in Patreon and she's been trying so desperately to figure out her word and I said well you know I think that you're maybe getting a little too caught up in the the perfect word for what it is you want your year to embody I said, you might have to back up a little bit and think of it as a theme. And if that's more than one word, that's okay. But it's just kind of like this writing overall theme that you want to have to your year. I mean, it's just like, I think I talked about in last week's podcast, and I know I definitely did in the webinars, that there is a difference between, you know, the theme of your year, if your word is rest, you're going to have a very different year than if your word is hustle, right? It really does then affect every other goal or plan that you put into place throughout your year. And so that's why you want to be really sure (laughs) about your word, but like, don't get so caught up in it that it has to be this, this perfect word. Like sometimes you might have to back up and just think of it in a broader sense of this is kind of how I want the feel of my year to be, or this is what I think it should be. Um, Cause it's not necessarily like, like you're even saying with your word, like, Oh wait, this isn't what I expected. I maybe would have changed it. I would have changed it. (laughs) (laughs) My word is very much the same way. It wasn't like, Oh, that's fun. It was like, Oh dang. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, but it's, it's good for us. And we know that's what we need to do and so well we know God has good things ahead on this path and we just have to faithfully walk it out even if it looks like on the outset oh this isn't going to be a fun journey (laughs) this is going to be hard work and yeah but we can trust that he has good ahead if we just follow along and he only shows us that next step you know we don't get to see the journey as a whole and that's part of the trust involved and aren't we glad like I really I I don't want to know exactly where this is going I just just give me the next step and I'll take it and so I'm glad that see I'd really just like to know (laughs) (laughs) you just go ahead and tell me already I'm really tired of this game (laughs) 
this whole trust game yeah. <laughs> submission like, thing i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> i like a plan yeah <laughs> if you would have had a working uh game plan for 2020 imagine <laughs> imagine how that would have felt a year ago we couldn't have handled it it's true yeah it's true <laughs> but dang yeah i just i'm not a fan of the the waiting and the wondering Ladies, we all love some happy mail, right? And one of my favorite things to be receiving on my doorstep every month has been the Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box. Now, there are so many things that I love about this box. Not only does it give me really fun activities to do with my kids, but also, and just completely honestly, maybe top of my list, is that it keeps my home smelling really good and seasonal, which is so much fun. Like my good friend Katie would say, you've got to have a different scent profile for every different season and month of the year. And this allows me to do that and they tell me exactly what I need to do because let me just tell you exactly what is in this box. So the Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box contains four pure essential oils and natural ingredients delivered to your doorstep and then you use the easy to follow recipes to make six different products with the oils and ingredients found in the box. Then you get to enjoy the peace of mind that comes with using natural products that you know the ingredients of because you made them yourself and it helps you gain that confidence and clarity in using essential oils to help make your home toxin-free and just more enjoyable. So as I was mentioning, one of those recipes is always which oils you can put together and exactly how much of each one to put into your diffuser to give it the right amount of scent so it's not overpowering or not too little. It just smells perfect. I loved it over the holidays. It was so much fun to have that exact right scent when you walked into my house. It just felt more homey. And then you can't top that Simply Earth's essential oils are 100% pure and come from the best farms all over the world, but they are affordable because these essential oils alone would cost over $100 from other companies. But with the Simply Earth essential oil recipe box, you get those four pure oils, the six recipes, and the extra ingredients for only $39. And when you subscribe, you get a free big bonus box with even more natural goodies. The monthly recipe box has over 2,000 five-star reviews. They give 13% of their profits to help end human trafficking, and they've just created a great little box that's so much fun and helps me to feel more at home. So ladies, using essential oils to support your wellness and your home doesn't have to be overwhelming or too expensive. Have fun making your home toxin-free with Simply Earth's essential oil recipe box. Plus, get a free 80-milliliter diffuser when you subscribe using my URL, simplyearth.com slash livewell. Again, subscribe to Simply Earth's Essential Oil Recipe Box. Get that free 80 milliliter diffuser just by subscribing through simplyearth.com slash livewell. But that's a lot of why I picked the word that I did this year. And I've talked about on like last week's podcast where I kind of went through that whole yeah, the process. And, yeah, and basically what I did in the webinar and all of that, how to get there. Um, this whole idea of not having it be the big thing, having to do the small things to get where you're going, I think yeah. it's become a big thing. And if I, like you were just saying about 2020, if I had known the big things, you know, like I, it just didn't work. All the trying to do the big things, trying to figure out the big things has has blown up in my face. And in reality, I think it's kind of blown up for a lot of years. And that type of planning hasn't worked for me. And that's why this word can be so powerful if I let it and I follow through. But now I don't know. Now that you said your word, I'm like, well, which version of my word was it? But I think it was consistency. But I, I kind of take it interchangeably with consistent. Like, the root yeah. word and you know the other versions but it's that's the word <laughs> it's not like fun it is going to be a ton of work this year but I feel like it's that linchpin I feel like it's the missing piece to really see forward progress in a lot of different areas of my life everything from my health to my relationships, to my stress level, to my business, particularly. I think that this is that thing that is going to hopefully help me 
truly move the needle this year. Yeah. And it's scary because that's like, I'm so good at the planning piece, but the follow through has always been more difficult. And so I'm, I'm putting some kind of scary pieces into place to have accountability, to encourage that follow through, because I don't just want to throw this word out there and then not do it like that. That is scary in and of itself. So even coming on the show and saying it, um, you know, I've been struggling, wanting to do YouTube for quite a while now, but not really knowing what that looks like. And it kind of dawned on me a couple of weeks ago, like, oh, I should follow my journey and consistency in all of the different areas that I'm going to try to be consistent in. And that'll be humorous for people to watch because I'm <laughs> all in my face a lot. So that's that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm going to sort of, I'm still like working out the kinks, but my goal is to kind of weekly show in some way, like, well, this is the thing I'm working on right now. This is where it's working. This is where it's not. Yeah. And and let people kind of come along for the ride and maybe people will want to join me or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So that, I mean, it's been good to kind of have it give me direction in some areas where I've been floundering a little bit. And I think a big part of it for me was I, especially since rebranding the podcast and the platform and everything, I've really struggled with this whole imposter syndrome thing. Like, well, who wants to hear from me? Like, what? Like I've started doing some solo shows and, you know, like, who do I think I am? You know, like who wants to hear anything from me? I'm not the expert and taking it more from this perspective of, okay, this is this thing I'm trying to do in my life. These are the things I'm trying. This is what's working. This is what's not. And really bringing people along for that ride, which has always kind of been my passion anyway, is to not tell you how to do it, but to just show you, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and so this has kind of given me that that ticket to be able to do that in an authentic way and not feel like I have to try to be somebody else or I don't have to be this expert. Um, I just get to bring people along, which even since we, we recorded the minis, that's been kind of a development where I'm like, okay, I can see how this is weaving its way into even the choices I'm making for kind of how the platform's going to go and whatnot and how I can help other people by doing this word. So yeah. that's been exciting. But to kind of back up though, so I, when I figured out my word and we talked about this on the mini, but I was just kind of going along, not even really thinking about it too much. And then one day I just felt like out of the blue, it hit me. And I was like, oh, Really? that's my word does it have to be I don't yeah I don't know about that and then it was very shortly afterward that I picked up Hannah Brencher's new book she's on the podcast next week fighting forward and this book is like basically all about being consistent and showing up I mean from the very first page she's talking about consistency and it was like oh like more confirmation. And then I feel like every book I've picked up since then, I mean, The Feel Good Effect with Robin Conley Downs, that episode was a few weeks ago. One of my favorite episodes of the year, if you haven't gone and listened to it yet, I listened to the audiobook and then I bought the hardcover book. In fact, that's kind of been like, of course, because now as I'm in that planning mode and I'm figuring out my year, I've done this deep dive into like the habits and planning books, I think, especially knowing that my word is consistency. So I listened to the feel good effect, then I bought the hard copy so that I could actually like have it and go through it. I listened to Atomic Habits, and then I got the hard copy because it was again, like, okay, I've like, taken in all the information. Now I need the actual copy in my hands so that I can kind of pour through it and do the steps of it. I listened to The Lazy Genius. I'd read most of it before my podcast interview last summer, which is also a great episode if you haven't gone and listened. <laughs> um, but I, so I listened to that again. And then I actually got out the book the other night and I bullet pointed the entire book. 
So I went chapter by chapter and was like, what are the action steps in every chapter that you're supposed to take to actually like put this into place? Um, like I said, Fighting Forward, Hannah Brencher's book, and then The Power of Writing It Down by Allison Fallon. She's coming on the podcast soon here too, which is also, I mean, it's very specifically about writing, but how writing can impact your life and making a practice of it can actually help you, you know, sort out your emotions and boost your immune system and like all these crazy things about writing. Um, but all of these books are about consistency like that is kind of the backbone of all of these things with habits and all of that and so I've been doing my my due diligence to my planning and really feeling like I'm okay I'm arming myself with yeah this is a good idea and how to do it I mean both the feel-good effect and atomic habits are so directed towards like not only these are the kinds of habits you can make, but this is how to make them more doable in your life, which is really helpful. So I'm kind of in that process right now. And by the time this comes out, hopefully I will be good and done with this preparation process and just actually carrying it out. But where I'm at right now, the week before, is I'm really sorting through, okay, like what are the systems and habits that I want to put into place. Okay, now realistically, like how many should I start the year with? And then how can I filter them in over time as I start to master some of these things? How can I be realistic about the size of the habit? Um, You know, like instead of committing to do an hour of yoga today or every day, just deciding like, okay, I'm going to do a 10 minute. Like that's, that is something I know I can realistically actually Mm -hmm. handle Mm -hmm. and so I'm trying to do as much of that kind of preparation um, and planning ahead of time so I've made as many decisions in advance as possible so that when it comes down to actually doing that follow-through and being consistent it's easier in the moment so you know everything from and there's a lot of it that I also have to be consistent about that preparation and planning throughout the year I mean disciplined yeah yeah yeah. I mean things like okay I want to be better about taking my supplements that means every weekend I need to fill up my little supplement container and make sure that everything's in there and then every night I need to just like lay everything out on the counter that I know I need for the next morning so it's right there in front of me it's obvious and I just do it you know, and attaching that to, well, when I get my coffee is when I'm going to take this stuff, you know, just doing simple things like that so that I don't have to think about it in the moment. I just have to follow through. Yeah. So I'm doing a lot of that kind of preparation, even like with meals and stuff. I, you know, I am the meal planning gal, but I have fallen off the wagon like I just gave up wanting to feed people it's like do we really need to eat like I <laughs> I think we're probably okay like I've got do you reasons. have a teenage boy I know <laughs> because that's know. not gonna fly <laughs> I know he just looks at me like what are you even talking about <laughs> give me more food <laughs> so I have got to like and I, I really don't want to be doing like the fast stuff as much. And so that takes that, that meal planning and making sure I'm doing my online grocery shopping and getting the pieces in place so that we have what we need. It's a brand new year. It's finally 2021 and there has never been a better time for us to really be thinking about our mental health. We've all been through so much in the last year and a lot of us share a lot of common experiences that we're all going through, but a lot of us also had our own things going on on top of 2020. And so now is the time to really get a handle on all of that, to work it all out in our heads and be able to make sure that we can move forward in a healthy way because 2020 was a strain on everybody and I think it put stressors on us we never imagined and we really need to kind of work through that. I think that a great way to do that is to use better help. 
BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor, and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with masks and finding childcare and all of that kind of thing. It totally works for your actual lifestyle, even in the middle of a crazy pandemic. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which you may not even be able to find locally in many areas, and the service is available for clients worldwide. BetterHelp is also committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials. I personally used BetterHelp and truly loved it, and I think that counseling is something that we should not discount. It is so helpful to have a third-party perspective that isn't emotionally invested in our lives to just help us to be able to sort things and move forward in a very productive way. So visit BetterHelp.com slash LiveWell, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And Live Well Anyway listeners get 10% off their first month if you just go to betterhelp.com slash livewell. So I'm just a lot of those kinds of things where it's like kind of waking back up to it. Yes. Yeah. And there have been really good things as I've gone through. I mean, even like, um, as I went through the lazy genius way by Kendra Adachi and she talked about house rules. And I really loved this part, this chapter, it's number six in the book, but she talks about how we should be putting, I'm going to say this wrong, but it's like people, she says connection before protection. So it's like, if you have just cleaned your living room and then your kids come in and you get frustrated with them because they're making a mess of your living room again, you're putting protecting the work you've done and your space over the connection with your people. Mm. And that's not what you want to have happen. But how can you put like a house rule in place that where you know this is kind of a breaking point for you, you can have some sort of rule that makes it not feel as overwhelming and you're putting your people first. So if it's something that's going to lead you to flying off the handle, you put a house rule in place and it's not like no one can ever make a mess in the living room. It's like changing your perspective, knowing that messes foster creativity and that's a good thing. But maybe having the house rule that you don't get to move on to your next thing until you have cleaned up the last thing. Yeah. And then that takes consistency in following through and having to make sure that your kids actually pick up their last mess, which I can spout all day long. Hey, this is our house rule. But if I don't follow through and help that to become a habit for them, then that's where the real breakdown occurs. And so I really did that the other night as I just kind of went through and thought of like, where are the things where I'm getting most frustrated in our life? Okay, when the kids get back, I need to be like, we got to sit down when I'm not upset in the moment. Like, why do you always leave your shoes in the car? Like, I need to sit down when they get back and be like, okay, it's kind of one of those times a year where we need to reset. We need to think about how we're doing some things. These are the things, like, I have different things for my girls than I do for Roman. And we just kind of need to say it, like, because I was even thinking about it recently, like, they're older than I give them credit for (laughs) a lot of times. And, like, Roman has been complaining about his laundry lately. Well, guess what, buddy? It's time you start doing your own laundry. And that's a good thing because I'm preparing him for adulthood. Yeah. So he can start doing his own laundry. I'm going to start doing the girls' laundry separate from my laundry so that when it comes out of the dryer, I don't ever bring it to my room to fold it. It goes to their room and they can help put their clothes away. I mean, there, there are things that are going to take some effort in the beginning, but are going to relieve stress off of me. And so, and it's, it's kind of, I mean, it is one of those times a year where those things can naturally take place. It's kind of like the beginning of the school year where we're getting into those rhythms. I think now it's 
almost to the halfway point of the school year. And it's that time to say like, okay, let's, you know, readjust again, kind of get back to center yep. so that everything can fall apart by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> let's, you know, we got to kind of get our bearings again and, and work through some of these things. And it's going to take a ton of consistency from me. Mm-hmm. But I think that all of these things will pay off in the long run. Yeah. And I just want to interject that like, you're so well suited for this because you already think in terms of systems and plan, like you're good at that part. I think if I embarked, I would have to learn how to plan for, does that make sense? Like you already know how to do that. This is just that next step of implementing. And in some ways, like it's, it's, it's the dirty part. It's the hard work part. It's, it's, it's that, but all it's going to take is grit. You know what? It's not going to take this mental energy. It's just literally showing up because you already have put a lot of this mental energy toward creating the system or the plan or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just a matter of like fueling yourself well and continuing to give yourself the correct motivation. Yeah. Um, But really it's, it's just showing up. It's just taking that step. Yeah. And some of it I know has definitely been a mental block thing. I mean, it's just like with the imposter syndrome and pulling back in a lot of ways, it's, it's just kind of getting over that. I mean, like, okay, I'm going to send my newsletter out anyway, even if everyone throws it away and nobody reads it. I, all I am responsible for is following through and being consistent. Yeah. And I can't control what other people are doing with it. All I can control is showing up and doing it. Yeah. And then for me, a huge part of that, and I think it's going to be the thing that I also have to be consistent about, but is going to be a huge motivator for me is tracking. So I am, instead of having the big goal that I'm working towards, I just want to see what kind of progress I'm making by showing up. And so, you know, I got my happy planner and it's not for the purpose of planning this year. It's the purpose of like that retroactive looking back on what I actually got done, Mm -hmm. keeping track of numbers, uh, you know, with my business, if things are growing, you know, how that's kind of progressing and even with like relationships and, you know, what are the pieces I'm doing to be consistent and to be showing up in relationships and contacting friends or even like spending the time with my kids consistently because it's really easy for me to check out and yeah. to to actually be like putting in the effort to spend the time even if it's just little things like that's that's another hard thing for me is because I'm so good at the planning part I can overshoot it and so I'm really having to kind of like put it all out on paper like what it is I want to do and then say okay like what is most important where do I need to start what is realistic and that is much harder to do it's really fun to get out power sheets which I don't even have this year but and nothing against power sheets they're great um but like putting it all like these big ideas and like that's fun but if you come down to like what is actually reasonable to happen in my life what can I realistically be consistent about that is a much harder thing to figure out yeah right yeah (laughs) it's not I mean, I agree. I totally agree with you. But, and I think in Patreon, we did a little bit of this, this um, fall, like putting into your calendar, actual date, you know, I think you have some of those things in place. Yeah. Um, You know how to do them. And now it's just literally showing up with a very simple idea so that you can then mark off. Yes, I, I met that goal. I loved I loved each person in my home well at least one day this month. Yeah. Yeah. And growing from that, but not just planning it out, but showing up, you know, like the heart work, not just the head work. Yeah. Well, and it's certain things too, like I've been tired in the evenings and 
I, you know, Roman and I used to always watch a show together at night, but he's getting older. He's playing Fortnite forever and a day. And a lot of times by the time he's finally done with that, I'm like, I don't want to start a show now. Like I'm tired. And so even like knowing that I want to connect with him, but knowing that then I need to put a boundary in place for him to say like, I want to spend time with you. And it seems like you want to spend time with me too, but we need to say like, here's the cutoff time so that we can spend a little bit of time together. You know, those things are not easy. (laughs) And he gets frustrated as a 14 year old. But well, teenage boys are not going to come up with those boundary lines no, on their own. They're no. just not. They're driven by, um, they're not driven by practicalities yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this one, I'm actually like totally turning to you guys <laughs> because you, your Wi-Fi turns off at 930. And yeah. so I'm going to be like, guess what, buddy? You know how your best friend's Wi-Fi turns <laughs> off at 930? There's no point in you being on Wi-Fi past then either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, because I hear about it every night. Oh, mom, his Wi-Fi turns off at 930. Well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> so does yours. <laughs> you know, if you want me to make that nine, you know. <laughs> it's tempting. It's tempting. 915. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. But I think that he will get upset about it at first, but I think that it will be worth it in the long run. Totally. And And just set the scene, you know, if it's 930 to 10 or whatever it is, that is Roman and mom time. You pop popcorn, you have a a little, whatever it is, like set the scene that it's just going to be, even if you're tired and you don't feel it. I think when you start putting in those practical measures, you pull yourself out of it because- You you plan earlier in the day for yourself. Set aside yes. that snack for you that you only are going to have in that special half hour. Just little things like that to trick yourself into yeah. showing up. Yeah. Well, and I've seen my girls doing this a little bit lately too, because even they have identified like, oh, mom gets so annoyed if we get fully into bed. And then we're both like, we forgot our waters. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed them a little bit lately, like, Oh, I'm about to get in bed. Oh, I'm going to get my water before I get in bed. I'm like, that's right. You will. And so I even like telling them, cause especially Emerson, she gets all excited about like, you know, Ooh, we're creating a plan. And so <laughs> like, Oh, you're a little type three she is. Oh, it's, yeah. she's, it's frightening. It is truly frightening. But, um, being able to say like, okay, girls, this is our new process because I do have this little reminder that goes off on our Alexa and it says, you know, girls, it's time to get ready for bed. Well, a lot of times they ignore that. And so it can be like, that's your trigger that these are the specific things you need to do. And I think by being more specific about it, that will help them to follow through. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's just getting all of those pieces in place for us to all be able to be more consistent. And then I've got to be the the leader. <sighs> yep. The, that driving force behind it. Yeah. yeah. But I think it will, that's the, the hope is that it will pay off and that I can see over time. I mean, even in January and Patreon, you know, we're tracking our wellness basically so how our bodies are doing but also how our emotions and our like how everything affects everything else so our stress and everything and because I don't think there's any of those pieces that don't affect any of those other pieces so when you're stressed it affects your body when your body isn't feeling well it affects your stress you know like all of those things and kind of getting this more overall picture of how we're doing and I think that that is even going to play into all this tracking that I'm doing, like being able to see how when I'm stressed, it's harder to follow through or, you know, like just kind of getting that overall picture of how to be able to make it all work better, I think is going to be really helpful because so much of the time 
we ignore certain pieces or we just distill them down. Well, I'm just stressed. Well, no, it's like all of these things and this is how it affects our, your relationships and everything. And I think another big piece of it for me is having read the feel good effect. um, She talks about consistency doesn't look like doing it 100% of the time. That's an unrealistic expectation. Two thirds of the time is still being consistent And so really learning to give myself that grace and to not throw the baby out with the bathwater and to say like, okay, if I'm doing it most of the time, Mm -hmm. that, that is what my goal is. It's not perfection. It is even when I fall down off of it, agreeing with myself to get back on the horse. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Ladies, it's finally 2021. I know all of us want to have a very different year this year than we had last year. That's for darn sure. And I just want to tell you about something that I think could really make a difference and help you to do that. It's something that I've talked about a lot. You're not going to be surprised that I'm mentioning it, but you guys, our Patreon community is amazing. Not only do we just have so much fun in there because we have daily lives where we talk about everything from nail polish to more hard-hitting stuff in our lives or just solid advice on certain things. I mean, I'd like to think so. But it's also just such a great community of women who are completely supportive of each other. We are just about to launch our new Live Well groups for the first quarter of the year in which you get to meet with other ladies in Marco Polo, which I know can sound scary at first, but is such an amazing platform to be able to connect with other women and really get to know them. And it's a great way to help support the goals and the habits that you are wanting to instill in 2021. In fact, as a group this month, we are tracking how we are doing. So we are going through every day and thinking about how we feel physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all the things and keeping track of it. And then also keeping track of the little things that we are doing day after day to make little just incremental differences in our lives. And then we get to talk about it as a group and learn from this and see how we are growing over time. We also have bi-weekly mini-casts, a really fun behind-the-scenes Marco Polo group where Katie and I get to talk and the members of the Eliza level get to just be privy to all of the fun conversations that we have. And collectively as a group, we are so focused on living well anyway in 2021, finding ways to move forward, to have joy, to make the most of our lives when things still aren't exactly ideal. So why don't you come and join us? We've got five, 10, and $15 levels. And then we also have higher coaching levels. If you want to meet with me personally and have me help you develop a solid plan moving forward for how you can achieve your goals, I would love to do that for you. I've got lots of spots open to be able to take on new clients. And I would love to not only have you be a part of the community, but also be able to help you in that deeper way. So come check us out at patreon.com slash live well together. We would love to have you join us. Patreon.com slash live well together. It's January. It's the perfect time to come and join. We can't wait to see you there. Okay, so let me ask you this question. So where where does the motivation come from? Like what is going to keep you on this path when it does get hard and when you don't want to show up or you're tired of show? Like what is your, what's the motivation? Well, I'm hoping that that tracking is what is going to be the motivation. That act of looking back on what I have tracked so far and seeing the little pieces of progress that have been made. I think that that will be the like, okay, well, even when this is really hard, these little, this like 1% difference every day is adding up because I do look back at this last year and even other years. And I felt like, well, if I just would have stuck with whatever, look where I could be now. And that is always so frustrating to me that I'm not there. And if I would have just done something small instead of feeling like I had to do something big, yeah, that I could have gotten there. And so, I mean, even when I look at the years where I've read way more or, you know, it's because I did a little bit every day and other than 2020, where I got to December, I was like, let's read 10 books this month. 
Um, it's just kind of <laughs> insane. But they're mostly audiobooks. Anyway, I digress. It's that I I want that's why I think the tracking is going to be such a huge piece of this for me. Because even, you know, I I've been journaling more in 2020, I will say. And when things have gotten difficult, especially in like relationships or, you know, anything like that, having that record to go back to and be able to actually see in my own words, like, oh, we faced this before, or these were good times that did happen, helps me to not just scrap the whole thing. Yeah. And so like actually having that record of change or the good things that happened along with the hard things because it shows you that you can work through those hard things and get back to a place of it being good I think that that is going to be like the most important piece to all of this is keeping track yeah making sure it's measurable yeah yeah how do I measure passion (laughs) this just asking for a friend. How do you, How measure? Do you measure success with a more abstract kind of concept? Like, hmm. Well, <laughs> I think, me think, I mean, like you're saying, you're going through and you are looking up all the verses and you're seeing how it could apply to your life and everything. I mean, I think you don't, I mean, journaling looks different for everybody, but having you know, maybe a set aside notebook that you are writing all of that stuff in all of that process of finding out what passion means to you, even if it's a bullet pointed list, or you you might write one sentence a day of this is where I thought about passion today, or this Mm. is where I see this coming through. And I think even just that is going to end up being this record for you that you can look back on and see this through line of how passion impacted your year by just kind of keeping it front of mind and thinking about how it is impacting your day and where it is coming into play, what you're learning about it. I think that is measurable in and of itself because you can see the process of change. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So those are my, my deep thoughts. No, those are good deep thoughts. (laughs) Those are excellent because I can live in the abstract. I can take this concept. I can feel it deeply. I can do all of that. But what is that going to produce? Should it produce something? What, how do I measure what it, you know, those I'm kind of left with those questions. Um, And really, that's probably something for me to take to God in prayer. Like, what what am I to be learning about? Help show me. And and like you're saying, then take those practical steps to keep a record so that you have something to measure when it's more um, abstract. That doesn't mean it is um, impactful or it it just, I think it means you have to put in a little more effort to quantify it, but it's possible. Well, and I really think that from our last conversation that we did in Patreon, when we were talking about your word compared to now, that idea of passion has become more abstract. I think that when we did our Patreon episode, it was a more concrete, practical thing. And so part of that for you is even deciding, like, do you want both sides of that? Do you want the passionate with the passion? And I think that the passionate is much more easy to put into practical terms and steps forward and how you're going to see it play out over time. Because, I mean, if you're talking about passionate, you could even be saying, like, how is this impacting your marriage? And what are things that you, I mean, I know you do this, so, like, What are things you are going to do to make your marriage more passionate, to feel more passionate about him, to, you know, whatever that looks like, there are practical things you can do and not in a, you know, 
that sort of relationship way, but and you do this already, but how can you be passionate about loving your kids? How can you be passionate about becoming a baker? You can keep track of every time you make a cookie and you get more passionate about it and you learn something about it and you're getting better at decorating them and you're learning how to make croissants. Those are all feeding your passion for what you're doing. And I think that those are more concrete things that you can see grow over time. Take pictures of your cookies at the beginning of the year and take pictures all throughout the year so that you can look back and actually see the change that your passion has made because that's where that comes from, that that drive, that want to get better at it. That's fueled by your passion for that. And I think that that is a concrete thing that you can look at and say like, wow, look at how much my cookie decorating has improved over this amount of time. And I have the proof. Yeah. Oh, that's, I feel fired up. Good. (laughs) (laughs) That's my job. Yeah, no, that's, that's really exciting. I, I think that that's, I, I think that's good. And I've, I've been thinking about how, um, this is a little bit of a segue, but I've been thinking about how, um, for a lot of my life, I studied to be a nurse mm-hmm. and that was something that I did feel passionate about. I felt passionate about helping others. And, um, it's just, it's been interesting, I think, emerging in my forties and, being more authentically myself, I think I went into nursing because I felt like I needed to help people. Like mm-hmm. that was a, like that kind of almost a responsibility on my shoulders of like, this is what I should do. And I love yeah. it and I loved it. But this, this segue in my life, moving towards baking and decorating cookies. And this is like, for me, (laughs) this isn't because I feel responsibility to anybody else. This is something that makes me feel alive. That makes me feel like I was born to do this. It's like an emerging. And so that's just been interesting to reflect on passion in that way that, um, there's something happening. There's something being uncovered. There's something really exciting happening deep within my heart in my life of letting go of like what the responsibilities I thought I needed to have or what I, I will always be grateful for those years in the the toolkit and the knowledge that I have. It's adaptable and it, you, it never leaves you. And I can yeah. triage in my head in a crisis. Like I'm grateful. I have that working knowledge, sure. but this is, this is what I was made to do. Yes. So th- that's just been kind of interesting to think about. Like, yeah it's coming, it's developing, it's, it's emerging along with this word passion. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to be so interested a year from now to see what God did with this word in my life. (laughs) Yes. When we do that episode in a year and can really look back and see how things have changed and that'll be Mm -hmm. really fun. But I think, you know, I so love what you're saying. Like the nursing, you are a two, you want to help people. You want to be there for them. That is so who you are. You're so good at that. And yet, even though you're saying, well, this is out of my passion, this is for me. I see you using it in such a two way, you know, you are blessing people with cookies and cinnamon rolls and like, and that's not the same as doctoring a wound, but it can do for people's hearts, what you would do for their bodies. Mm. You know, it's you making cinnamon, cinnamon rolls for my family was such such a like I felt so cared for in you doing that and I see you do that when you are creating your cookies and you're telling me like you're praying over the people you're making them for I would have never thought to do that I remember when you made a salad one time and you said you cut each you well first of all I was like why didn't you just cut the carrot in such a way that when you cut it into slices it would just make a bunch of parts But because that's my oh like, my gosh, you're going way efficiency. back. I know. Like two I know, years ago. I know. <laughs> Do you remember this conversation? Yes. 
Yeah, it was mind blowing to me. Yeah, yes, because like here I am, Miss Efficiency, like just get that done. And you were like, no, no, no. I cut the carrot into individual coin size rounds and cut every single one of them into a heart. And while I did that, I prayed <laughs> for the person. It was probably me. And I was just like dumbfounded. Like how, wow. I had to really be like, so wait, you, that's what you, on, you didn't just like cut, right? Wow. And I mean, it was so much more impactful where I was like, look at how many hearts are in this salad. Like, she must really like me. But I, you know, I would never even think of doing that. But you do. You love on people through this passion that is so you. And I don't want you to ever discount that that is just as important and just as meaningful as nursing. Mm. Oh. In an even better way, because it comes from such an authentically driven place in you that it is, it's just beautiful to see how you bless people and love on people with this inherent gift that you have. Oh, those are such nice words. You're going to make me cry. Were we talking about my barely controlled emotions and like letting them just... <laughs> Um, it got, I want to tell this little story that happened in the bakery last week. I'm not sure if I told you this. I may have, and you might have to rehear it. But okay. one of the other bakers was um, chopping bacon for the scones, and she cut her finger. Did I tell you this story? No, you didn't. Pretty deep. Ew. And immediately, you know, something kicks in. There's training in my sure. head. So, I, And I'm thinking, oh, we don't want to lose all the bacon because she's she's – so I rip my gloves off. I grab one. I pull her arm away. I raise it above her head. You know, I'm holding pressure. She's still a little stunned. <laughs> She's still yeah. like, whoa. Ah. And so we, I hold the pressure there for a while and um, it clots. And she says, you know, do, do I need stitches? And I'm looking at it. And I said, no, I don't think you need stitches. It's just continue to hold pressure. And, and she starts laughing and she's like, you know, <laughs> having somebody with some working like nursing knowledge is really helpful in the kitchen. And I was like, Oh, I totally agree. And she said, there are two people here that are going to nursing school. This is their interim. <laughs> this is their stepping stone to get oh, where they're dang. going. And I started laughing too. And I was like, you're right. That was my stepping stone to here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think it usually works that way, no. but it did for me. And I'm just, yeah. I'm so grateful that you have to have a steady hand to start IVs and to draw blood. Yeah. And you have to have a steady hand when you pipe. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, and so some of that training has adapted itself in very surprising ways. And yes. I think maybe it would typically go the other way, but not for me, not for my no. story. And I'm, I'm just grateful, but I just thought that was so funny that she was able to make that connection. <laughs> yes. know, sometimes <laughs> we are the, we're the interim. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it's, it's not as big of a jump, but I, I always think of that with, you know, my theater background and training and improv if I hadn't had all that training, it would have been a lot harder for me to figure out how to interview people. Um, yeah. That was such a, you know, even though I did it when I was much younger, it was such a training ground for what I ended up doing with my career. And I'm so grateful for, you know, so you just never know. You never know. And that's what I love about when God writes our stories. Like we don't know, but he does. And yeah. we can trust that the things and the experiences and the people that come into our lives have purpose. And we don't need to know what it is. We just, again, we just have to take that next faithful step. Yeah. But it's so cool to hear um, those obvious like God strands to everybody's yeah. tapestry. It's just so cool to get to see them. And and celebrate them, you know, and know that when God, when he knits it together, it's more beautiful than we could have ever anticipated it being. And he knows us more deeply than we know ourselves. And he, he's made us for certain things and to, to get a taste of that, you know, to just get a little taste of that is just what a beautiful thing to come out of 2020. I have to say, like, 
Yeah. Just, it feels unmatched for me personally. And I'm, I'm just so grateful and none of it would have come about if we didn't have this, the pandemic and the issues surrounding the difficulties of this year, I wouldn't have ever moved towards this position if we still had the the level of sports and busyness that we typically would have. Yeah. So I just, I'm just so grateful and I couldn't have written that myself. I wouldn't have known, but yeah, but he's good and he has a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting to see how it all comes together and and here we are embarking on another new year where we don't know what is coming, yeah. but I think that regardless, we both have words that will take us through this year in a way that we can feel not defeated by yeah. it. Yeah. And so I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. And I would love to hear what other people's words are too. Oh, me too. If you want to, you know, get into our Facebook group or join us on Patreon. We do a ton of discussing over there. We obviously have a, a lot going on over there, but even just reaching out to us on Instagram or whatever, we would really love to hear what words you guys have chosen for your year, why you've chosen them. I think that's so interesting to kind of dive into. Mm-hmm. So, Me yeah. too. I would love to know. And I would love to just follow along with everybody's yeah. story and success and encouragement and accountability and all those things that come from sharing and yeah. opening yourself up to yeah. <laughs> revealing it this is. very vulnerable thing that God is working on. Yeah. For sure. It's and it and when you put it out there, I mean it's like this is so scary to have talked about this word in as many places as I have because it is like, okay, the stakes are much higher. If I had just kept it to myself, it would have been much yeah. easier to disregard this word. Yeah. This very challenging word, but now it's like out there. I've it's out have, there. We I all know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all know. So if I fail, <laughs> everyone will know. And we all know how threes do with failure. Won't happen. So, <laughs> can't happen. It won't happen. <laughs> so uh yeah. So we would love to be your accountability. Tell us what your word is. Share with us. Come you know, join community around your word. I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, Katie, you'll be back again soon. I'm sure. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with me. Good luck with all your passion. (laughs) Good luck with your consistency. I'm going to make sure you're showing up. Yeah, you will. All right, that's it for today's show, ladies. I hope that you enjoyed it as we deep dived into our words of the year. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, we would love to hear what your words are. So reach out to us on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa and at Katie M. Duckett. We would love to hear what you chose and if this episode impacted any of that. We just love hearing from you guys, having conversations with you, getting to know our listeners better. It's so much fun for us to get to hear that you're actually listening to and enjoying the show. So never hesitate to reach out. Also, while you're online, if you wanted to give us like a really great way to be kicking off the new year, if you wanted to leave us a rating and review in iTunes, that would make a really big difference. Tell your friends about the show. You're kind of our marketing team. So if you are so inclined to share about the show or give us some ratings and reviews on iTunes, it would make a really big difference for helping us get off 2021 on the right foot. All right, ladies, until I am back next week with Hannah Brencher talking about her brand new book, Fighting Forward, which is so good. I hope you have a wonderful week and go be bold and gracious.